0: Hey, hey folks, thank you again for joining me on another episode of Trost Talk here. Uh, We got a great episode in store for you. Uh, Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Also follow me on Instagram at Trost Talk. But first, my buddy, Pablo 2020. We are moving actually in three wait what day is it the ninth or is the 10th so we're moving in 12 days we'll be wow. leaving yeah
1: you, you have the place yet or
0: yeah yeah we got a place in downtown dallas uh um, oh, yeah yeah it's actually a pretty bitching area to be honest um and You'll then
1: definitely see me because i uh i definitely want to visit see you cody and that's where my girlfriend's from so
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember last time we were in town, we were talking about that. And um, we're going to have a guest bedroom, too. So, uh, honestly, like, dude, you're not going to have to get anywhere. Like, you're not going to get a place or anything like you're that. You're
1: right in downtown, too?
0: Bro, we're we're not in down, Like, we're in uptown, which is, like, it's, like, a midtown-ish area in the city. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm sure, like, like, how you had in, uh, like, Miami sort of thing.
1: Okay. Yeah, um, so you're, like, in the... Happen in an area but you're not like right where the bars are
0: you yeah, you're like walk of. distance like or a Uber ride. we're like we're 10 minutes from where the like basketball arenas are because the basketball arena is in like the heart of downtown it's like in the F- okay. city, like where all the finance i've never been and stuff so like that and then it's like your downtown's just like all the work stuff like hotels you know finance stuff like your normal city and then just outside of that is like where everybody's kind of living and did
1: did you go like pick it out or did you just like find it online
0: um so we picked out the area so we went out like when we went there we were looking around where we wanted to live we have a family friend who lives out there and we got fortunate that um he kind of he's also lived there for a very very long time so he knows the area and he showed us around um and then we Once we decided where we wanted to live, which was Uptown, we went ahead and just started looking at some apartments when we were there. And then um, we kind of stumbled across one that also just was fair, a very good price for what we were getting. And so we just we just took it when we were here.
1: How does it feel to be the second biggest podcaster to move from California to Dallas? <laughs> or Texas? <laughs> you dick. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's actually really funny. um oh damn that that one stings a little bit. that was good though. Um, yeah, I mean honestly, I'm excited to to get out, which is kind of like what you know obviously what you're on here to talk about, um, which is kind of what I'm gonna be straying away from on this podcast is being political, um uh, mainly just because
1: really, that's a surprise. why? i thought that's what we're going to talk about i was ready to talk about politics
0: no no we are today so we are today that's what i'm saying is this is probably going to be one of my last my last episodes talking political um just because i think more so for me it's actually has nothing to do with like what we're going to be talking about and more so to do with that i really want it to be more comedy based and um and I, I just don't – I'm not good at political humor, so I'm, I obviously wouldn't be talking about funny anymore. Yeah, exactly. It, it's now getting to the point where it's a little too real. Um, and every joke is, like, not far-fetched. Like, the whole part of making comedy is, like, it's, it's outrageous. And it's, like, now everything in politics, you're, like, it's not really outrageous anymore. That's <laughs> – it's, it's kind of – It's kind of
1: become, like, the, you know, the rule where everything that's that can happen will happen. Yeah, was it Murphy's it's Law? Like, Murphy's law it's like everything that could have happened that would have been a big shit show at the end of this election has happened and is still going to happen yeah
0: yeah and um I mean I guess to really kind of just jump right into it it, and this isn't going to be something where I guess for people it's not like who know me they know my political views this isn't going to be something where it I'm slandering one side and really just attacking one side i'm pretty upset with both sides to be honest um there's a i'll start with just how i kind of feel about some of the conservatives um look i, I trump had all the right in the world to contest an election he ha it's just it, it's a legal process and for people who don't know um you know just just do some research on it it is it is a legal process it's not against the law for him just like how hillary could have too as well um and i i, I can't remember but i I don't think she did. I don't think she contested it. She, um, And if it was, it was herself, probably she, not very She proper. conceded.
1: She yeah. conceded. But um, you know how this whole thing happened the other day at the Congress where they had to confirm the yeah. election and, and Biden as the president elects. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Republicans were getting blasted for not confirming that. Like mm-hmm. Ted Cruz, those guys were getting blasted yep. for not confirming it. But there was multiple Democrats who did that in 2016. So
0: yeah i I, and i think that that is true um and what, what bothers me more so about the republicans with it is that they spend a lot of time i would say making it more political opportunity and not really which is like they would bring up things that you'd be like okay yeah hey if you're if you're championing for that like go after it but they would just bring it up and not actually go after it and so you're like well where do your interests really lie like are you just doing this so you you know that next term you're going to get elected again or is this something you really understand and want and you are actually going to pursue because you standing up in you standing up in the senate to contest the election just to say you're you're, you know just to appease your crowd it it's not beneficial to me so it doesn't matter
1: right it's political grandstanding they're they're doing their best to you know, get their own political aspirations upheld rather than actually doing something for the constituents or American people.
0: Yeah. And that with this, that's the stuff that would like for me, I don't know. I don't know how obviously I'm not a, a congressman, uh, but why weren't they like you hear Dan Crenshaw and I, th- I was, I'm kind of like upset with him, not, not in his last couple of days, but I was upset with him because it's like, you know, he would kind of talk about stuff all the time on Instagram and, you know, Twitter about like how these things are unjust. I'm like, then why aren't you like on the floor of the house every fucking day talking about it? Like,
1: I, th- what- I think the problem is and, and what a lot of Republicans, especially people who are stuck in their echo chambers. And I'm going yeah. to st- say that I'm I'm a moderate conservative they are not, they haven't come to the terms of the fact, which is a fact right now, as of right now, that the evidence for any fraud or irregularities, it, yeah. it's it's not large enough to have swayed the election. Not it's even not close. even close. And that's something that that online conservatives that are in their echo chamber will never admit, even though it's just the case right now. And, and a lot of these politicians are playing to that online echo chamber. So guys, I, I love Dan Crenshaw, big fan but you know, a lot of the stuff that he's posting is to appease that crowd.
0: Yeah, and um, and to exactly what you said. It's just like the 20... To me, I, I was having a conversation with one of my... Bro- who I like to call the forever Trumpers. Um, somebody who there's nothing that he can do is wrong. And I feel like a lot of people think that I think that way, and they couldn't be more wrong. Um, where... like I was talking to him, and he, he had the same thing. You know, He was talking about, oh, it's the vote. I'm like, no... It, what it's similar to is to what the Democrats thought was voter fraud and, and vote, uh, voter um election. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for right now? Election.
1: Collusion. With collusion Russia. with about? Russia. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And like basically rigging the election in 2016. And what it came to show is that like how I'm sure there was some voter fraud in 2020 and just like there was in 2016, but it was such on a small scale that it was was like, there was no way it would affect your outcome at all in the election, not even remotely close. Just like in 2020, was there some voter fraud? Uh, Dude, I guarantee you there was, I, I guarantee you there was probably some of it by accident. And then some of it was malicious, but it would be on when you're talking about on a scale of, upwards of what it was at 150 170 million people that w- voted this year it, mm-hmm. it's just not going to affect the outcome that people well think. and
1: not only that th- th- we have problems in our election system but what's great about america is that each state runs their own election exactly so in order for someone to actually have a big impact they would have to infiltrate multiple states uh, It just seems like they were to leave some trail you know we're not one, we're not holding all of our elections in one area. It's like each state has their own system and their own way of doing it. So mm-hmm. someone would have to really, you know, infiltrate many states. It doesn't seem very feasible to me.
0: Yeah. And here's the, here's the thing that I always kind of come to as well when I, when I um, am listening to these kind of accusations, let's call them, is I'm like, okay, well, something on that grand of a scale just in today's day and age there's no way it's getting hidden you know what i mean like there there's yeah. no way something like that is going under the rug you know some of those workers would be like oh i saw them doing this or that it's like okay or like you would see like us uh usps uh workers who were like oh, that one's for trump and then they would throw it away like, <sighs> all right he's probably what throwing away five six votes like what that's not really doing anything you know what i mean it's that's not going to affect the outcome
1: um and he actually won by a lot yeah
0: he won he won by a lot and what to me what it came down to is you know what initially made Trump attractive was that he spoke his his mind that was what really and like he didn't he didn't apologize for it and which is why he got elected like he, he was because the the left is a major policing of your free speech. They, they just are. It's a simple fact. And that's why he got elected and people, they didn't, they still do. And they refuse to admit that, that, that what they're doing is wrong and it's what got him elected. Now it's what also made it's made him attractive at first, but you know, after five years, it wears on people when like, at that point, it's like, all right, you, you got in the door. Now just like scripted Trump was better than ever off the cuff Trump ever like that it was it was night and day as to what president off the
1: cuff cuff, trump is what got him elected exactly you gotta think in his head in his mind he's like i'm gonna go back to what got me elected i
0: I agree with that but i'm saying is that's where i'm saying is like after a point you got to go look all right now i'm already there like you did this to get elected you still bring it out every now and then like when you're in a debate because he can you know he can obviously do some off-the-cuff stuff like that but I mean, for the most part, you should just end up, you should be strict business and enough of that because you, you don't need to, you're already there. You know what
1: I mean? Well, and he's, on his Twitter, he's, oh, well, we could talk about him getting banned from Twitter, but on his on his his previous Twitter, where he used to have a Twitter, um, he was all yeah. over the place. Like one day he'd be praising Mike Pence, one day he'd be you know, calling Mike, Mike Pence ripping him. It, he was all over the place with his allies, with his enemies it just he was very temperamental yeah exactly but
0: it wasn't like people are trying to make like nancy pelosi made the like the other day she said she spoke with the general to have steps in place to not allow him to go to nuclear war it's like all right the guy's temperamental but he's not like that he's not even close to that he's like temperamental on the day that he's gonna be like i don't like him he, he handed me lukewarm coffee, so I'm going to fire him. Like, that's the type of temperamental he is. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and
1: he, he what he's more likely to do, which actually might be more dangerous to, to, to the establishment, is pardoning people like Julian Assange and uh, Edward Snowden. Uh, and then also releasing a bunch of information from the intelligence communities, making that declassifying that uh like I, I heard some some rumblings about in his last days declassifying all the ufo files and the jfk files um so I don't think that's gonna will. be interesting to see i
0: don't think you will i i i think they're gonna i don't know. Block, i think the, i think congress and stuff like that they'll be able to block him they they won't they own it right now so nothing he can do
1: i mean they can't block his pardons so i i hope he does pardon at least snowden that is... I,
0: I'm, a, I'm not a big one on the Julian Assange, but I do agree with Snowden.
1: Well, Snow- Snowden, to me, is a patriot. Like, yeah. Snowden did, did what he did, thinking in the best interest of the Americans. I can't say the same for Assange. I mean, I, 100%. I support him being pardoned, but I, I, I absolutely 100% believe that Edward Snowden did nothing wrong. Uh, uh-huh. And, and there, he's being attacked right now for basically exposing – uh, unconstitutional act by the government. He, he's yeah. being sent to jail for exposing unconstitutional acts by the government. Yep. That should not put someone in jail. That sh- They should be revered as a hero.
0: Yeah, and I, I actually had a conversation and I, I think it kind of shows the mindset of where the, the younger kids are at is I had a conversation with one of my cousins. She was visiting us. Uh, she's only 20. Um, and I, I actually brought this up and I, I was, we were talking about this, having a conversation about it. And she goes, um, No, like, there's no way that they would be like, they're not going to be able to. I was like, Because what they're doing is they're spying on you and then they're getting all your information. So it's like, So if you were to text something like, Hey, I'm going to go plan and kill the president, and I'm like, They could, the FBI, by this law, could come to your house, rip you out of your house, interrogate you, investigate you to the fullest extent of the law. And uh, and probably actually passed a law, to be honest, at that point. And, um, and to find out if you were serious or not. She goes, no, they're not going to be looking at some kid in, uh, you know, in a nicer area and like in Southern California and being like some high school kid or just after high school kid, like they're not going to take me serious. They're going to know. I was like, no, no, you don't understand, though. I'm like, "Now I'm not saying 10 out of 10 times they're going to rip you out of your house if you just were to text that. I was like, but you've given them the power to. And that's what that means It's like you you've given them the power and there's nothing you could do. She's like, well, I would like sue them. I was like, you can't. I'm like, you you legally have no course of action. They would ruin you. And, right. I, and she was like, you yeah, know, I would I would I would just make it go viral. And I was like, that is so far. I was like, that not even a, an intelligent argument. Um, but it it just kind of to me it showed whereas like they don't the younger people, younger generation in particular, uh, just don't understand they don't understand that their basic rights they've never had to really fight for them and that's kind of where i feel like to kind of tie into what happened at capitol hill is like you know you hear, here's some of those which i would say the extremist right on like on the right that is the equivalent to antifa in my eyes um is especially after what they did uh, on the capitol hill um absolutely you you um man i'm sorry i i was just so oh yeah yeah so this is what I was saying is like you, you get a lot of those extreme writers who are like oh this is it like you know what? It's like fuck that like i'm i'm done with this like this is our boiling point and like they want a revolution i'm like you don't people under 25 really don't understand that kind of fear of going to war and they just they think of it as like cod and they think of it as like oh I, i'm just they think of it as like you know that storybook tale almost like i oh i'm gonna fight for my rights like dude you say that and then you get bullets whizzing by your head and then you just start crying in a foxhole sort of thing. And it, you realize mm-hmm. that this is the last thing that you want. So to me, that's, that that's where I'm like, you guys got to understand that, you know, I, you're not at that point where like nothing majors happened, you know, in your life where you're going to need to be revolting like that. And they, they're just too far removed. These younger generations, like they don't understand that. Like I was at an age, I was like 12, when like they really declared war on iraq and then they were like we're going to war we're doing all this and i was like i freaked out a bit i was like shit does that mean like like what's going to happen because i had no idea like all i all we'd really known was about you know world war Two, things like that kind of those vietnam. Kind of wars. yeah vietnam and um you know so i had no idea and thank goodness to technology it's kept it so far removed from us and but i think that's also kind of hindered people and how they how they view just war big things it's it's almost trivial does that make sense to them it's almost like they're, it's like no big deal we're going to war it's like no no, no no you don't understand especially if it broke out here i'm like this is not something where you're going to be seeing over in the desert in iraq or iran or wherever it, it's going to be in your street where you live and it's going to be guerrilla warfare people jumping out setting traps doing it's going to be dangerous you're going to see the the pure cruelties of humanity
1: yeah and i i've actually noticed that mindset too but i wonder what separates like my generation like because i am privileged to never have felt like i needed to fight for my freedom because you know i grew up in a peaceful time in america obviously the the iraq war but as you said that was very removed from my life you know yeah if, I, I wonder if it has something to do with the Patriot Act. You know, people, the Patriot Act was was passed right after 9-11. And this whole next generation after me grew up with that, with this government surveillance, with this, you know, heavy dose of, you know, surveying citizens for any sort of terrorism or anything like that. Uh, and I wonder if that has some sort of effect. That along with social media, where people are being tracked anyway, all their data is being tracked, everything's, and people know that. So people are aware of that. And it's like, hey, I'm already being tracked by Facebook, Google, Twitter. Yeah. Why not my government as well?
0: Yeah. And um, it, honestly, that's actually what my little cousin, it was one of, she's like, I feel like since I've had a phone, like I was accepting and I, I was a, just like understanding that I'm giving up that right. And I was like, I mean, that's a way to think about it. I was like, but that's, I, I was just kind of thinking about this as you, cause you were bringing up that point of like the Patriot Act being like that, that, um, it made me think where I was like you know it's it is it's interesting because they just grew up with it and to it right now it seems so minor you know like it doesn't it doesn't seem that big you're like oh well they're doing it to protect us from like the harmful people right and that's what it sounds like and then you don't realize like how big until so you break it down into scenarios where I'm like no you don't understand like if they at all Think that you are suspicious or if you were to do something even a joking way they can do serious things to you you don't realize well, how much they treat, big... treat
1: you like a terrorist yeah so and take f- away your, your your rights to, to yeah. trial uh you know torture you essentially yeah uh, they could do whatever they want to you
0: and that's when they don't realize that how it sounds small but how big of a freedom it really is gone and that's where what worries me about the censorship stuff that's coming up now and it's like mm-hmm. it sounds like because off the basis, you're like, no, you're saying it to stop people who are, you know, being threatening or trying to incite violence and you're doing this or that. And you're like, no. So it's not like it's just like what you think of it off the top and how it's being portrayed is like, no, it's just the really bad stuff. And it's like that's not how freedoms get stripped. They don't it's think about it like this. If you move a, if you have a desk and you move it, nobody takes that desk and move it just five feet closer to the wall to try and like you know to do that right how it's stripped from you is it's it's going inch by inch for the next seven years and then all of a sudden you're by the wall and now all of a sudden your freedoms are gone and that's how it's doing it and so now what they're doing is they're monitoring if anything that they don't like and if they can just censor you and block you where what like there's going to be a smaller next step in there where they go well hey well, we also saw this. So we don't really like that, so we're going to start censoring this as well now. And then the well, next thing you know, yeah.
1: I was say I think you're making some great points. I, but what I want to what I, I want to say first, and I think we'll both agree about this, is what happened in the Capitol the other day was terrible. It was hypocritical. Oh, I have a,
0: uh, I have a, I have a, yeah, I have a section on that. I have a lot to say on that too.
1: Yeah, it was awful. It was hypocritical. Yeah. Any conservatives that any any conservatives that partook in you know the infiltration of the Capitol building, you know, they are not true conservatives. You know, they don't, they don't exemplify us. They don't exemplify
0: exemplify America. They're not Americans. Like that's just an un-American thing to do.
1: At the same time, uh, to your point, does this small group of, of extremists condone mass surveillance and mass, you know, censorship of conservative voices that aren't extreme?
0: Well, see, that's where I think, Right. I'm glad you actually brought that up because I think this kind of relays into another point I have too, as well as where I'm like, that's where I think both sides need to have. And Dan Crenshaw said this the other, uh, literally the other day is you need to have intellectual, intellectual honesty with each other and know that both extremes are bad. Right. So I don't think spying on everybody is great, but I understand the need and the want for it. I do. I understand mm. that. So then let's meet in the middle somewhere. What is it what can we what ground rules can we set up to make it where it, it appeases both people, right? Spying on people, maybe somebody ever if you've ever been on an FBI watch list, okay? Maybe your stuff can be your stuff can be under the Patriot Act, right? Or if you have uh, a history of malicious crimes or um I, I don't know, probably what even like semi-based terrorist crime something like that or you have a history of that or you seem like you're getting in uh, like does that make sense kind of like around like i'm obviously i'm bro sciencing this right now but like (laughs) it's um you know you can meet in the middle somewhere and that's where i think today which is and i don't even think this is a problem from the left right like i don't think this is i think this is actually stirred and fucked with by the media i do not think that there i think if you sat down one-on-one i would i would very much just one-on-one, everybody, just have somebody, talk to somebody on the cross the aisle. Look at how much more you guys would actually meet in the middle. And I think there is a generational thing where I think a lot of kids, they grew up always being told that they could always be right. And they're unwilling to bend and meet someone halfway in the middle because they feel like they lost. And they don't understand Mm -hmm. that that means there's a better outcome. It doesn't mean that you lost. It just means that there was something better. And yeah, you had to give up something, but that's not a loss because- what if it meant giving up a little bit for you to be better for the next 15 years? Would you do that? Probably. Right. I think that's, it's just a, it's a childish thought to being like, I can't meet in the middle because if I did, then I lose. It's not, that's not how it is.
1: Well, and the the issue is, and I completely agree with you. The issue is instead of fighting against someone on the other side, they're fighting people from their own sides are fighting against this caricature of an extremist on the other side. Right. So instead of like, like us, we're both pretty moderate In- and yeah. instead of sitting down with one of us, you know, with a, with a moderate Democrat or moderate liberal, uh, they're, they're instead on the internet, you know, finding the most radical idea on the right and, and arguing that idea and posting it on their social media for their echo chamber.
0: Yeah. And same, so and the right does the same shit. It, they do absolutely. It.
1: Both sides do it. Yeah. It's
0: ridiculous. And that's where I'm like, that's where I was like, kind of, as my point earlier, like where I was getting furious with a lot of conservatives. I was like, I like, I want the newer blood in there. You think that I want a fucking forty-term uh, or a forty-year uh, lifer as my head of Senate and Mitch McConnell? No, Mitch fuck McConnell, no. Yeah. Like no, I don't. No, you know, it's just. The only thing I will give him credit for is what he said. I think it was on Wednesday. It was a couple after hours after everything happened, and he got back in and he called out Ted Cruz and he was like, "You know what you're doing is just ridiculous and it's just political opportunity." And he goes, "There, there's absolutely no way we can contest contest this election. It's over. Like mm-hmm. we lost. You have to accept it, pretty much." And he, he pretty much told the conservatives. I I, I applauded him for that, but like it. It is. It's just. It's just infuriating because you, you kind of like just to piggyback off what you said. Is it's just. It's just all almost like they're just panhandling at that point, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's just. Tell me how great I did. It's like no, you didn't do anything.
1: Right. They're winning over the extremes in Ted, Ted Cruz's case. He wants to win over all the disgruntled Trump voters.
0: Which is ridiculous because here, here's why that's such a stupid thought. Because regardless if you did what they wanted or what you felt they wanted, one, they're not a majority of the party, even though I know the left likes to act like they are. They're not. They're not the majority of the party. The the, the forever Trumpers are not the majority of the party. Um, and two, they're always going to vote Republican regardless. Like, no matter if they disliked you, they're not going to petty vote. They're not going to, like, abstain vote, like uh, absentee vote, like the Bernie Sanders uh, voters did when he didn't get nominated in 2016. like. right they're just they're still going to vote Republican.
1: Right. Well, and a big problem that has to do with this is, you know, all of these people who were saying, oh, we're going to fight the election and get Trump elected. You know, that's a big reason why I think that the Senate was lost to the Democrats, you know, in Georgia. You know, all, you know, all these people, Trump, Cruz, all these, you know, Republicans were saying, "Hey, we're going to contest the election. We're going to overturn it. Trump's to be the president." So all these people in the rural areas of Georgia didn't go out and vote because they didn't understand the urgency that if you don't vote in this election, the Democrats are going to have all three chambers of, of, of the House, all all three. Uh, sorry, well, the the Congress and the presidency to, to enact whatever policies they want. They 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 people the people running the Republicans in the state were not able to use that to you know, bolster their campaigns that, hey, if you don't elect like me, you're screwed because the Democrats have all this power to enact all these policies that you don't like. They weren't able to use that because they were gonna offend Trump and the Republicans who were kept saying the election is not over.
0: Yeah, it, I, I 100% agree. I, it's so funny you said that because I literally was saying the similar thing to my girlfriend the other night. I was like, "What what's so stupid is they don't realize that they, I'm like, as much as you can disagree with the left, and it sounds almost taboo to say this but it's like they they are really good politicians because i don't know that's necessarily a compliment as much as it is like mm-hmm. they're good at what they do like they are they know how they know how to be politicians which is like you know it it's i guess it would be like you'd be like yeah it's a it's a compliment but at the same time like not a lot of people look at that as like a, a great thing to have but here here's my point with that is they Exactly what you just said. They, it, we've, we got distracted. All of them did. They wanted to bitch and complain about the election, which was just at every step of the turn, Trump was getting denied that he had z- like zero evidence because of course he did. Like- Obviously, and it took away from Georgia. I it really did. It was exactly what you just said, and it was. I, I'm like just in shock and rambling at this point because I was like, it was literally exactly what I was saying the other day, like to a tee. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I was well, like- and it's 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 not even. I, I understand most people didn't weren't affected by that, but the margin of error was so small. The margins of voters between in those elections that, that that swayed to Democrats was so small that it only had to affect a couple thousand people. That's all it had yeah. to affect.
0: Yeah. And, and here's the thing is, you know, caps uh, tip of the cap to the Democrats. I mean, they were like, all right, Hey, let's do this. Let's fight them on this. Let's keep this in the public eye. And let's keep, you know, let's keep talking to them and be like, no, this is look at, look at, they're still talking about this and this and this about the election, about the election and we'll distract them from Georgia and then we'll take Georgia and all three. And we'll go we'll go three for three. <laughs> and they're like, Brilliant. I mean, it was well played. Well played. But what I do dislike about it is I think that there's gonna be now I wanna start this by that I don't think I think what you're you know, on the extreme or even just really die hard Republicans are fearful that all of a sudden we're gonna turn into you know, 1960 Russia, it's not, not, not going to be the case. Um, I think it's going to be lesser than what a lot of people think. Cause like I said, you're not going to see all these rights being taken away in one day. They're not going to do that. They're not going to move the desk all the way to the wall in one day. They're going to do it inch by inch. So what you hope for is that they fumble up and then at the midterms, you can vote some people in. That's what you have to do. If you don't agree, you vote. It doesn't, you, you have to go out there and start, you know, yelling and screaming at every time it a lot of these things look just like temper tantrums on both sides where the, everybody's just bitching about everything you're like oh my god just give them a fucking cookie and shut up already like
1: well the scary part to me and i hope this doesn't happen happen uh, is we have a, like, a checks and balances system inside of our institutions so one of those checks and balances system in the senate I I is the office. filibuster the filibuster yeah uh and Right now, since the, the Democrats, you know, control all these bodies, they could get rid of the filibuster if they really wanted to. Now, there are people, there are Democrats, to their credit, I forget who it was, who have come out and said, I will not vote for this. Like, I, I will not vote to get rid of the filibuster. It's been part of the United States system for hundreds of years. It's part of our, it's a part of the way we work. And, and you're never going to do well for the country if you're not involving the other side at all and just making unilateral decisions. You're never going to do well yeah uh it's that that's number one number two is packing the court i was just about to say yeah and and they could they could they could also do that now that they they hold and that to me would ruin the entire institution of the supreme court which is the only thing holding back you know major sweeping you know changes to our constitution to our our society
0: yeah yeah and i think you know, I, I think if you if you do see those come into play, I think it will probably be this term. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I do think that. And then I think after four years, you know, so, I you know, in two, well, two years, years because two, in two years, years you get midterms, you get you get midterms. Yeah. But it depends on what happens in these first two years. If they can get both those two things in 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 two years, I mean, that's. That's scary because no matter what, that the game. yeah, all, all you can do from there is hope that you you win back the house and the senate. But then at that point, it becomes you're fighting tooth and nail to control all like house or at least one of those at all times because if you lose any power in anything, then you're done on either side.
1: Yeah. Well, and then not only that, you know, there's things that the, that that now the Democrats can do. I'm not saying they're going to do this. I'm saying that they can do it now. Is they could. You know, institute policies that are going to pretty much ensure them more victories in the future, like like amnesty for, you know, all legal immigrants. I,
0: yeah, I, I think that it's going to, you're going to see more of that from the younger people like the squad. I think a lot of the older Democrats are going to be like, hey, no, like, they'll probably vote in the other way. But I think you're, it's going to be the newer wave of Democrats who would be voting immediately for trying to jam the courts, uh, immediately trying to, um, you know, take out the filibuster, um, and really change the power structure and checks and balances. I think, I think, to be honest, first and foremost, what they're going to do is they're going to go after the tech companies. And, you know, I, I know the tech companies are really trying to appease right now and censor a lot of people but I think you're going to start seeing a lot of regulations from them and it's what do you mean um I think they're going to try and make them I think they're going to try and make them be doing more censoring I think they're going to be trying to do where it's not outright targeting I'm not saying that like I think that they're going to be able to because it's technically right now by what is it article 230 Section two thirty. Section yeah. two thirty. Yeah, that protects them for like basically not being sued for comments within their social media outlets, mm-hmm. um, saying because they're just an open forum, say, essentially
1: web page, and not and not a curator.
0: Yes, and so keeps them. But I think what they're going to do is you're going to start seeing more. I, I would just say intensive where they're going to have to start making it. Hey, you know anything with hate or. Threatening that they would deem like automatically is going to be just censored. I think because the Democrats again they have control in all of it. They can make them do whatever they want because of that. Because of Section Two Thirty, they dangle it over their heads. You got to do this, or we take this away. Well, and that opens them up to so that's many lawsuits. Funny. That,
1: that's one thing where the Democrats and Republicans agree that Section Two Thirty is outdated, but for opposite reasons.
0: Yeah, no, I agree
1: because <laughs> the Republicans are saying, hey they're not open forum anymore because they're curating news and, and restricting Republicans in a much different way than they're treating Democrats or um, liberals. Whereas Democrats are saying, Hey, you're not, you're not uh, doing enough to to restrict these people, you know, it's kind of interesting. Um,
0: Yeah. And I mean, and this is what I guess gets me most nervous about is the, is the censoring because you have people taking like, Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and say this right now is the, the parlor app. Everybody out there, if you think parlor is just a is just a conservative uh, echo chamber, you're, you're wrong. Essentially, what it is is and it's literally just a social network to do what they feel like Twitter and Facebook and all these people should be doing in the first place and allow just open thought, no censoring of anything. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Does it happen to be that a lot of conservatives went over there? Yeah, because a lot of those were the people who were being targeted on Facebook and 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 Twitter. And banned, suspended, shadow banned, things like that. Always having a a fact-checker thing on them. Um, And to ignore that, I think if you don't see it, 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 I could at least respect the left if they would say the quiet part out loud. I could be like, all right, look, this, this is this is what they're trying to do. They're open about it. Let's just stop it now or try to, but they don't, they go and they'll be like, Oh, this is ridiculous. And like, you need to be banning him and doing all this. And they're like, Oh, we're not, we're not censoring. We're just preventing violence. it's like, no, you're not. (laughs) You're not
1: though. It's a ridiculous thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's like, why, how can you say that? It's only like, Oh, everybody's doing it. It's like, no, no. You, I'm like, you literally have Kathy Griffin holding a head of Donald Trump cut off nothing happened to her but you will literally get conservatives for sharing a thought on a, you know a, being an, like anti-BLM movements and they'll be banned or suspended for weeks
1: yeah, yeah it's insane it's it's not being enforced in a proportionate way that's well, for sure
0: and that's the intellectual integ- uh, integrity that like you know Dan Crenshaw is talking about it's like it can you at least say that that's bad because like if you can at least admit that that's that that is going on, like then you can begin to have a conversation, but one side is just refusing to to move their line at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how right now, you know, all these media companies are using this, this riot in DC as a way to, you know, justify banning Trump, but also a bunch of other conservatives that have been banned. Anyone Mm -hmm. that supported Trump by saying that it was, you know, inciting violence. But at the same time, there was, months of riots in many major com- country uh cities all over the country you know this you lived in portland mm-hmm. at the time they literally took over an entire block uh you know re- renamed it <laughs> you know they took a, a whole police station took it over uh Multiple. and, and we riding for riding for months and the whole time federal there were buildings Yeah. there was politicians encouraging it the entire time yeah. and they didn't get banned they didn't even get suspended they, they didn't even get a slap on the wrist they got nothing so to it's just crazy that they're that they're making this excuse now after completely ignoring it in the past.
0: Yeah. I you know what's funny is I, I was I was thinking about this the other day, what it's like. And it's like it's like you get two people and one person just beats the living hell out of someone and the other person's like, Hey, like you shouldn't be doing this. This is bad. This is really, really bad. And the they say nothing, and then that other person one time beats that other person. They're like, "Whoa, whoa!" Like you guys really like, "Whoa, this is terrible." And that's what the and the other person starts going like, "You guys should never be doing this." Everybody, look at this person. Look what they're doing. Look what they're doing. They're like, "But well, you just did it like last week, and nothing happened." To you like, <laughs> whoa, "Whoa, this isn't about me right now. <laughs> this is about what you just did." It's like forget the last seven months. I just did. I, I get that for seven months I was beating this man up, but what you just did yesterday, when you hit that man, I have never been more outraged
1: in my entire life. <laughs> that's, that's what it's Oh like. my God. Yeah. I mean, that, that's why I was calling the conservatives in the, in the Capitol who stormed the Capitol hypocrites. Yeah. Because for months, you know, conservatives, including, you know, you know, people like us or conservatives on the internet were saying, Hey, you can't do this like this is this is terrible like condemning it and then now they just went out and did the same thing yeah so at the same time like they're major hypocrites as well
0: yeah and i i think that um i think that it's just funny to me that they just again kind of fell into a democrat trap where i'm like you guys are idiots because what they said for five years was that these guys were all animals and for five years nothing like this happened and then it's like two weeks before he's out of power they go and they actually storm the Capitol. and you're like you guys are i was like Ugh. and the, the the hard thing is this is where i'm like like the left you like you need to take a breath because everybody is in agreement that how bad this was and i know the left is going to be looking and be like well that's the majority of the right it's like no it's just like any, I would tell any conservative who thinks that Antifa is the majority of the Democrats that they're just full of shit. And I, I would hope that the left would say the same thing about what happened in the Capitol. Like, that's not the majority of the Republican Party, but those guys are dumb asses and what they did. They all should be you're going to see tons said, of yeah there oh you're going to see a ton of arrests and there should be mm-hmm. you should absolutely see a ton of arrests and everybody should be prosecuted i imagine they have pretty good cameras in the capital probably going to be able to get a lot and there's a lot of pictures taken so no one was
1: wearing masks so yeah <laughs> it's not, going to be not, very <laughs> not very
0: smart not very smart um i i definitely you're going to see a ton of arrests coming here in the next couple of days it, look it's um, again all for protesting. If you want to go to the Capitol and you want to like stand out front of the Capitol with a bunch of signs, yelling and screaming and doing your thing, me personally, that's not my cup of tea. I I will never, no matter. I you just I, you wouldn't see me at, at any sort of rally like that. Um. Uh, and you know, sure, you're able to do that. You're able to do that all you want, but the moment you start breaking something, the moment you throw something, no moment things just get a little uneasy and you know that feeling like when things are about like that oh shit something's about to happen like you're no longer a protest at that moment you're you're right as soon as violence starts coming in it you're you're now rioters and every single one of you are allowed to be met with full force by the law by police whatever they got to do you're you're you've all immediately become criminals at that point
1: yeah i i completely agree
0: you know, yeah. And and
1: I, and I think that that as you were saying the majority vast majority of Republicans agree with that statement.
0: Yeah. I would say a very vast majority. And I would say a very vast majority of Democrats do as well. But <laughs> not when it's their side doing it. <laughs> That's what I would say.
1: I, it's because it's, it's, their, it's their cause, so it's justified.
0: Yeah, their cause right. is more justifiable. And, and I do think that I, – I think that you know I think the media is really the big culprit in all of this and, and the politicians in stirring all this is they're going to go out and they're going to tell the people one thing because obviously the media wants to make money off of it and the politicians want to keep their job. And that's what they're going to do. And the Republicans are guilty of it. Now, I personally think the Republicans – what they're guilty of is not nearly as bad for the culture of the United States as what the democrats are doing that's my personal take they're doing their stuff they're doing their hypocritical stuff now i just don't think it's on the scale that the the democrats are
1: yeah and a bit something that bothered me was you know a, biden has come in to, and called himself like the unity candidate the guy who's mm-hmm. going to bring this country together yet when this riot happened instead of condemning it and saying you know and agreeing with all the republicans and conservatives that were saying this is terrible he came out and said oh this is racist this is this yeah. is sexist this is bigoted so in some way because i i don't honestly the the, the hula hoops that i see seen people going through to call this racist um is mind-boggling to me oh my god um, it's, but, but yeah. to, to see him do it at the highest level someone who's about to be our president Sowing more division after he's supposed to be coming into to to unite us. It just that just really bothered me.
0: Yeah, no, and it's it's literally the same thing that everybody who is a I would say a, a intellectual Republican has said is this is why this is why Trump got elected is because of this this wording because of because of wordage like this because of acts like this where you're like, dude. But no, like you're just a, you're completely for political gain, ignoring another side because it's going to get you a political gain, even though it would be so much better for the country and the people living in it. Mm-hmm. They We now more than ever need to hear that, hey spoken with I, I you know i've spoken with so many republicans and we are all in agreement on how horrific of a day this has been you know we need to come together now as a country and combat these radicals and let them know that that's an un-american thing to do and that we are here stronger than ever hmm. and america will last forever and we, we will never have this, this yeah. and we will move past this that's a statement you can make in a, in a fucking tweet very easily and you're not losing anything you're not losing anything. There's no loss. You didn't come out here and not serve your side. You told your side, "Hey, we're all in agreement." See, the Republicans see this as, you know, their side doing something radical. They've they've condemned it. We've condemned it. Look at us being united. Let's move on.
1: Yeah, like that's what a true unity candidate would have done. But he's clearly not that. And yeah, you know, instead he came in and used the opportunity to sow more division, um, and and use identity politics to create a narrative that you know has been you know kind of blasted nationwide with no evidence in my opinion
0: yeah and and you know what it's it's scary to me because all it's going to make people do and is going to put echo chambers in both sides now even more intensely you're going to hear republicans only echoing each other democrats only uh echoing each other and If those two areas, the media and politicians, don't stop being so fucking divisive, it's going to be a very, very scary place in the United States. And if you had asked me two weeks ago, you know, when I would say, I would have said, hey, in the next 50 years, like things are probably going to get very, very, you know, very, (laughs) very dangerous. After Wednesday, I think it could be a lot sooner and that scares the shit out of me that unless we have, unless we have change and we have something where we can start to both see each other is ignoring the media, ignoring the politicians and being like, look, we don't view this way. I imagine, imagine this, imagine if the entire country, instead of coming together and just backing their own parties, abs- all absentee voted on those people or all massed de- like mass voted for a third-party candidate and through the whole <laughs> that if you voted, all mass voted for a third-party candidate that would shift that would shift american politics everything forever. forever yeah and it's like you can all come together for your side but you should come together for something in the middle man and you know i i think i think that could be an answer but i mean people just can't see that you can't it's like they can't see past their front door sort of thing
1: well, and now the problem is all these conservatives are getting swept off of social media, which in America, especially now during COVID, is our public forum. Yeah. So now you're, you're getting these people off these mainstream social media where everyone can see what they're saying and you can argue their points. And now they're going to be even further in the, their own echo chamber because they're going to be on their own sites like Par, Parler. They're going to be on their own sites like, I don't uh, what well, the Donald is another one. And they're not going to have another voice. They're not going to have another opinion. They're just going to be getting more and more extreme because they're not in a public forum anymore. They're on their own in a private in a private area.
0: Yeah. The only thing, the only funny thing that came out of the this banning of Trump was the memes. There are some great memes out there. Yeah. <laughs> being, there's one where, like, you know, that picture where he's talking to his uh, the kid who's mowing the lawn, and he goes, "Hey, kid, I'll give you five bucks for your Twitter account." <laughs> <laughs> oh i I think
1: i sent you one it was uh it was kevin durant Uh, it was like uh, donald trump gets banned from twitter kevin durant's like i i got you i got your help because kevin durant famously had a bunch of burner accounts
0: yeah um so those those were good um you know but i guess just to get kind of back to that uh back to that was you know i I think the only good thing you could see coming out of it is eventually what happens with anybody and people in general is you get into an echo chamber like that. And sooner or later, because it's just natural human instinct, there's going to be a division even in that echo chamber and which you could argue could be even more divisive and more and more, um, you know, explosive because, well, now you have like, you're talking about people who have only heard their own thoughts. And then like all of a sudden the disagreement at the drop of a hat could be very passionate who knows um high thought i guess um but i I do think that could be something that would save you is you eventually like just through human nature you're gonna eventually disagree because i mean you even see it on a smaller level even before this election right you saw a lot of um like when the democrats would do something say you know that didn't fall in line with their their political beliefs or they would do something hypocritical you would see or, or, or a good one is attacking, they would attack a celebrity for like their religion or something. And they'd be like, what? And then you'd kind of see who most people would probably see as a liberal person kind of go towards a conservative side of thinking. And I mean, like
1: you're talking about Chris Pratt.
0: Yeah, Chris Pratt, uh, even Joe Rogan. I don't think Joe Rogan's conservative by any means, but I think what happened is I think he started to lean more conservative in, in his thinking because because of all the shit he would get for like the things he would say, which was, and, and I think most conservatives would be like, you know, I know you guys are attacking him for that, but that's still a pretty liberal thought.
1: <laughs> well, and not only that, like liberals c- classically are supposed to be for free speech and yeah. for... For having conversations with the other side, that's like the whole point of being a liberal. So um, Joe Rogan, what they attacked him for was bringing on conservatives to to his podcast and discussing things with them. Now, how the hell are you going to attack him for being conservative? But he's bringing people on and and exposing their their opinions to you. So so he's actually giving these people an opportunity to show everyone what they believe and and everyone else has has the right now to listen to them and say hey i disagree or i agree with that yeah so that, that's how the the free exchange of ideas works and w- once you cut up cut that off then you start to have people in the, in the corners like growing these terrible ideas and not being challenged
0: yeah and and, and to me personally kind of again to piggyback off of what you're saying because i think you just made some great points is i don't think and i don't want it to sound like we're saying this is just an in all left thing, because trust me, it's going to be even more divisive if Republicans are in their own echo chamber as well. And it's going to be divisive. If the the Democrats are only in their own echo chambers Uh, it's just, you have nothing challenge you. And then I feel like you'll get into the, I don't want to say the real world, but then like, I guess the real world and something does challenge you and you're not, you're not prepared for that. And it's just, it becomes, I don't know, we become defensive. Yeah, yeah you exactly. Defensive. defensive. That's what I was looking for. That's a great. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I mean, it, it's it's scary. It, it really is. And I think the big thing they need to be worried about is Democrats. Is I think it's going to be more harmful than they think, and I think it'll be more harmful for their own party than they think. And that's why I'm like, I don't think it's just like a left needs to take a you know a seat a sep- Sorry, a step back or that, um, you know, they're not doing like, they're not following their beliefs and that they're doing some, uh, uh, I don't want to say emotional parade, uh, crusade, but pretty much um, like, I guess a heartfelt crusade for the people. But I mean, there's, there's just going to be a massive division within themselves if they just keep doing that. And I think that they'll eat, they'll destruct themselves eventually.
1: That's how these things always work. Yeah, it, it always yeah. Tur- bites the other side in the in the, in the butt. So yeah. you know, Right now, they're supporting the censorship of Trump and Flynn and, and all of all of his people. But who knows? Sensibilities might change a few years from now, and Google, Facebook, Twitter might be censoring a Democrat. And then at that point, you know the you know the sides turned. But they already drew the line. They already they already set to let the president happen. They already let this happen yep. to them. So 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 now they have that power. You know that's why. I think it's important to stop things at the start because yes. once you give someone the power to do something, it's a lot harder to take it away. I.e., the Patriot Act
0: or, or just, or just pump the brakes and talk it out. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean you like, you can't even get something passed, but like, Hey, let's pump the brakes. And instead of trying to sign this into law in two weeks, why don't we take our time and really thinking about it? You know what I mean? Right. And like, really think about it. Um, Cause and here's to, to what you were saying as well is, you don't think Democrats will get censored. We can all see it already lining up on Nancy Pelosi. It, it's pretty quick, man. It's going to be pretty quick, like before they turn on her. And she's got her back against the wall right now. She may not know it, but it is. I mean, the squad's coming for her. They're going to be coming for her. And eventually, Google, Facebook, Twitter, all these people will be censoring these, what you would say, the old guard of the Democrats. They're all going to start being attacked. It's going to start trickling down. It always does. You want to talk about like at the level of the biggest targets or, or at the top of your pyramid, you have all conservative thinkers. And then right below that, right below that, which is where they're coming up on, are the old guard of the Democrat Party. Those are all going to start. They are next. They are absolutely next. And you see it even coming. You, you saw AOC yeah, like I calling agree. them out. You see them calling them out, saying that they're, they're not good for the party in the direction we're going. It's coming. They, they don't think it is, but it's coming.
1: These things always bite you in the butt. Like that's why you, you can't let it happen. For example, uh, Harry Reid, who was the previous Democrat uh, Senate Majority Leader, you, you know, uh, back mm-hmm. years ago, he he's the reason that now uh, Supreme Court justices can get approved with just fifty percent yeah vote. It used to, it used to be sixty percent, but th- he changed the rule to get Democrat. Judge and, pr- approved. And, and, yep, and now and now that bit them the butt because now Trump got three approved. Yes, so and they're complaining about it, but it's like, hey, you're the ones that changed the rules. Yeah, so don't change the rules next time. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, and, and that and that's where you could like, for instance, if they say they take away the filibuster, right, and then the midterms come and the conservatives win the House and the Senate, you're screwed. Like you are screwed. You better yep. hope you better hope you have the, which they would for those next two years. But like you better hope you always have somebody in the presidency because then any laws getting passed that
1: Republicans want for whatever that's why you can't coming. change these things. You yes. can't change. You can't do it. It's and I don't understand why they're not like the people who are supporting it, like like the squad, like the squad has been saying to pack the courts, all this stuff. You know how how are they not getting called out by the media? How are they not being like? butchered by people in the media that's the media's job you know yeah to and protect our institutions
0: yes and, and protect the people that's who they were they were they were the fighters for the people they, they were informing the people of all of everything that they should have to know to keep the government in check because just in case just in case the checks and balances in the government did not work the media was your last line of defense to be able to go hey this is what the fuck's going on you guys need to be like don't listen to what they're telling you this is what's really going on. That's that was the media's job, and it's somewhere across, somewhere in the you know in the years, that got switched. And I don't know right. if it was just because it, they saw that there was a bigger profit in being more political and being more one sided, yeah, and divisive. Um, that's actually the better better way of putting it. Um, but something changed, and you know, you're probably going to get a lot of people on the left to be like, I still feel like they are, and. Yeah, th- that might be, but that's because they're they you know they're slanting it to your way. So of course you're going to
1: see. Well, it that the way. profit incentive is all screwed up. And uh, to think about it, uh, I-, I read this morning actually that the highest rated hour of CNN, oh, highest rated time of CNN ever, was th- this past uh, this past couple week during the the, the riots in, in, in DC. It was yeah. the highest rated time for for CNN ever. So these things they are they do they do bring eyes so they are incentivized you know with ad revenue to you know sensationalize things and 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 further sow more discord. But at the same time, I think we do need a check of them. We need a, there needs to be a check of the media um, because you know that's just as harmful to our society as you know Trump going out there and tweeting whatever he's tweeting.
0: Yeah, and and here's the thing is to go back on to what like Trump pet has done in the last couple of weeks, I think has proved that he, you know, he's being a very, very sore loser. And it's, mm-hmm. it, it's very disheartening, man. You, you want, you know, you want the person who you thought would be a better leader and to be able to go out on, on you know, I guess out on his sword on a better way, in a better way. Um, and he didn't, and that that's very disheartening, and it was displeasing just just as it was to see the massive hypocritical, you know, riot on the Capitol was. It, to me, they were both very, it was awful, um, you know, and I don't think, I just, I don't know, I'm kind of struggling for my thoughts here, but I don't think that you can put all blame on him because I think the end of the day and this is why i would say i'm i'm very um what's what oh my god what's the party third party that's like uh libertarian. libertarian yeah libertarian is you need so much personal agency in life like i get you don't like what he's saying and there's a lot of things that i've disagreed with him saying like particu- particularly how he handled days leading up to the, the um the uh, storming of the capital like I don't think he used great language. I don't think he was, um, you know, I thought he was pretty much throwing a temper tantrum and he was not really thinking about the gravity of his words. And um, I can't directly blame him for the riots. Just like I can't directly blame Bernie Sanders for one of his supporters shooting a congressman. I can't, he didn't say that. As much as right. he might've had divisive words, I can't blame Bernie for that. I mean, so, no, nothing because at the end of the day, personal agency comes into play. And I think what's slowly happening is you're starting to see the left try and take that away. And that's not what just makes America good, but it's what makes just society's good, is allowing for personal agency. Because mm-hmm. I think society does a very good job as a whole as being able to point out where the flaws are and who has the major flaws within society. It's like... If there's a racist baker who is a racist baker, word's going to get out on its own that there's a racist baker, and then people are going to slowly and surely just stop going to that fucking baker, and he's going to lose money, and he's going to go out of business. You don't need to go march down there on him and burn his shop because he's a racist baker. Trust me, it's going to be a slow death for him as people figure out and find out more and more that he's a racist baker. People are right. just going to go. He's going to lose his whole entire livelihood. And if anything, that would then shift him to want to make him go, oh, fuck, I'm shadowed or I, I, society's turned their back on me. Maybe he's going to do one of two things. He's either going to go further into his hole or he's going to look for a massive change in his life and be like, I, I maybe I, I, shit, I really do have to do this. Society's turned their back on me. When, when you come down and you just start throwing shit at their fucking, at, at his store and his bakery. his natural defense is going to be defensive. He's, he's going to, he feels now because we are animals.
1: Entrench himself in his beliefs.
0: Yes. And that exactly. He's going to be like, well, fuck this. Everybody's coming after me. Then then it's me versus everybody at that point. And that's how people are because we are animals. It's a very animalistic thing. It's a very animalistic thought to do that. But, it's what we are and is what we will do so what anybody will do and and if you don't think i'm right next time you disagree with somebody immediately attack them and go on the offense and just start telling them that they're they're wrong they're you know they're not very good or whatever you want to do and start criticizing them i guarantee you you're going to get into a massive argument i guarantee you that person will not back down from there on out I, i would be willing to bet that
1: yeah absolutely that's not the way you change people's minds.
0: Exactly, exactly. And,
1: and, and you're, you're, what you were saying about personal agency, it's very Jordan Peter, Peterson-esque, of, <laughs> uh, where, where he says, you know, why blame this, these massive institutions for all your issues? Why blame racism, sexism, anti-Semitism for all your problems? You know, it's on you. you, know, you ha- you're you the only one who has the power to, to, to change our situation. Not, not some government or anything like that. It's you. You're the only one that has the power, and that's mm-hmm. like one of his main his main themes is is personal agency. I completely agree. Yeah, and I, I think
0: you know, and I think I don't want to. Pretty much, yeah. I, I just got to say it. So, pretty much, just the left. Like, I think their issue with that is that you're going and like, they it's almost like they think that the right is going. Well, that's not an issue. It's like no, we understand it's an issue, but we also understand that we're going to flood that out naturally. We don't need to go and put rules on such a small population of of the country because they're going to be weeded out in a, in a nutshell. Like they're going to be weeded out on their own. Very similar thing in why I would like, the beginning of the pandemic before the before the economy fully shut down. The country was fully fully shut down. What were you seeing weeks leading up for that? Businesses were naturally immediately going, hey, if you want to start working from home, you can work from home. You don't have to come into the office. We understand nobody knows what's going on. We understand that we're, we're here to willing and work for you. That is proof right there that society is able to adapt quicker, be able to go to changes, and you know, I help the fellow American, if you want to call it, as you will, uh, if you will, it, you know, on their own they don't need to be people don't need to be told what to do personal agency can generally for the most part work out for the benefit of society
1: yeah and right now we're we're as a society removing that personal agency and i i completely disagree with that you know people should be responsible and and understand that they're the only ones that could fix their own lives and shouldn't be dependent on the government you know, yeah. who wants to be dependent on the government who wants to be dependent on Anything. laws being passed for, yeah. for change that's that seems like you then you're depending on politicians who don't really have your best interest at heart let's yeah. be real politicians are for their, their themselves their first you know, job not,
0: yep yeah. is to get reelected that's it that's their yeah, first they're job they're for
1: themselves they're for their own better the, the betterment of their own self interest why don't you do that as well why don't you act that way as well you know be for your own self interest don't be yeah
0: Great point, dude. I like that line. Why don't you do that for yourself? I like that. Make a fucking shirt out of that. Politicians (laughs) think for themselves. Why don't you too? You know, there was a, there was a classic, there was a classic thing. My mom used to always tell me growing up was I would see, you know, I'd be handed a list of chores and so would my sister and my sisters would be like either less hard or it would be, um, you know, she wouldn't have to start on hers immediately, and then my mom would make me. I'd be like, "Well, why isn't Spencer doing anything?" My mom used to say it all the time, "Don't worry about Spencer. You worry about yourself. That's what you have to do. That's that's life. Like that, you do have to. You don't. You know, it doesn't mean you have to be a dick and a terrible, you know, co citizen of other people. And you're like, oh, you're it's selfish. No, no, you should be selfish to a degree. You should be thinking about your own self interest because when you better your self interest, it's going to naturally affect the people around you too as well." If you do better, okay. if you're married, if you do better in work, or you work your ass off and you do better in society, it's gonna help your kids, it's gonna help your wife, it's gonna maybe ease things up for your wife. And uh, she's gonna, well, you know? gonna help the economy, You know, your wife doing the same thing. Your wife does well, works her ass off. It's gonna be even better for the kids, and and say you're single, you're just a single guy, you're working harder, well, you know what it's going to do? It's going to benefit you for your future. It's going to make your life better. You've worked your ass off. Now you've saved up money. You can start investing it. You can do whatever you want with it. Buy some land. You can retire. Retire early. You can do a lot of things. You you
1: can start a business, hire people.
0: Right. Buy Uh, a home. Yeah. And then say, oh, okay, you have friends who are struggling. Okay. Well, if you're bettering yourself at some point, you're going to have the financial stability to be able to help them out. Right? So, it always is going to affect the people around you the better you are it'll affect the people around you you know and it's always funny you think about it you get into a large group of people and one downer you we've all been there you know you're out and there's like that one guy or that one girl who just doesn't want to fucking be out right they don't want to be out on the town that like they're like they're kind of like being a bummer they're always in their fucking phone everything's not really like oh dude you see that yeah it's cool it's whatever it's like it's a bummer it can bring down a whole fucking group right so it's and the next thing you know like everybody's fucking everybody's bitching and everyone's like yeah dude this night sucks and the whole energy sucked out so i i I think people do and it sounds hard it's like it sounds like it's harsh and it's like that people just need to be better but the simple answer is like you should be doing better for yourselves and then yeah you can also and also be kind to your neighbor sort of thing. Like, I feel like that naturally comes. I've never seen somebody who's worked really, really hard for something. And then, you know, they get, they start getting all these benefits and they don't help somebody or something around them. They might be dicks to some other people, but like they're still helping other people around them. Mm. They're taking their, if they start coming into money, they take their money and they go invest it into other businesses and try and help them get off the ground. Because yeah, it might be a selfish interest that he's going to get a return on it, but he's also helping another fucking business. He's it's like, well, I don't understand how that's a, that's like a bad thing,
1: you know? Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm, I'm completely with you. It, it's, it's a mindset, you know, I, the, the people need to change their mindset to more, be more personal be, instead of having this like massive mindset of, Hey, Oh, I can't do anything because there's these invisible forces holding me down or holding me back. Right. You know, having, having your own mindset of, Hey, Hey, I need to better myself. That's an ultimately make things better for everybody.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, you all you you obviously and this is a thing that the right needs to do as well is you need to recognize other challenges. Right. Uh, say in poorer communities. Um, the hills of Appalachia or the inner cities of LA or something like that. Like you got to understand that they're going to have more natural challenges in, in the way you have to recognize that. Yeah, absolutely. But that doesn't mean you have to then start ripping from other places or, and trying to give it to there or making it where they need to have some huge boost of advantage. No, but what you can do because I think it makes people better is Imagine if I just if you just take somebody and you just give them everything, they don't get a lot of life lessons out of that. And then it, it's a, a great example is kids who get into the NBA, they're nineteen years old and they come into a lump sum of money, right? And they don't know what to fucking do with it. That's a great it's a great example. The sports world is actually a great example of where you see a lot of people who come from broken areas and they didn't have anything and now they have everything. And then they they're moronic with their with their money. It's the same thing. It, and it can be even as simple as you just get them to like you make them get into a good college. Well, what are they going to do? Well, now they're struggling in college. Maybe they struggle to get a good degree because everything's been handed to them, or they have to get a degree in something useless because their GPA started slacking. It it's just not it's not beneficial to that person in their long run. You might be helping them in the upfront costs, but in the long run, you're costing them way more. And then when things start mm-hmm. to struggle, they're like what the fuck like i don't know how to handle this because everything's been handed to me so and now i gotta blame something
1: yeah exactly and uh i'm 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 with you it's just people just don't want to blame themselves they don't want to admit or they don't want to admit that they have some sort of agency over their lives because it makes it's harder it's it's a lot more difficult it's easy to get
0: blamed somewhere else
1: yeah so everyone's looking for a scapegoat for their issues including me including you know we're all human we're all imperfect so yeah. we all naturally that's that's how we think but that's also what led to a lot of bad ideas in in, in history Yeah
0: Yeah I mean me personally I, I feel like there just needs to be there needs to be a recognition that I think and I, it's so funny because I, I do have friends who are extreme extreme on the left like i would say not extreme like antifa but extreme like aoc you know what i mean like to me yeah and i have friends who are who are forever trumpers and it's like excluding them but even like you get into some of those one-on-one conversations like you can get these people i've talked to a lot of people on the left like you there's so much where they you can actually meet in the middle with them and i think people need to start recognizing that that we're not enemies we're not first of all, we're talking about politics here. Like I get you for some reason, I know it's about running the country and politics is generally about trying to run the country, but people make it seem like it's life or death. It's not. It can be, it can get there if you want it to, but it shouldn't be like, these are people to help your, help your, your life either ease it, make it better, um, or get rid of things that are a hindrance to your life. These are not people who you should be giving a, dictation to or uh, you know allowance of dictation over your life that's not what they're meant for and that to me is scary that we're, we're treating it that way left and right both of them this is not a left mm-hmm. thing this is like literally both sides they, they argue like that if they don't get their fucking way that tomorrow's never going to come and it's like that it's just flawed thinking
1: sure yeah and i'm all for like the the higher rate of distribution of power like right now in my opinion our federal government has way too much power mm. and i think it should be distributed more amongst the states you know mm-hmm. each state has has their own issues own problems too much of it right now is being uh, you know c- has cookie cutter solutions coming from the federal government
0: yeah and, and i think states it's easier for states to handle other things like universal health care on a state level is easier to mm-hmm. handle think about it like now you have higher population states like Texas, Florida, New York, and California, where it's probably going to be somewhat of a challenge to get those done. But for the majority of the states, like it's going to be it, universal health care within a state would be a pretty easy thing to be able to try and work in. I'm not saying it would be great, but I'm not even I don't I'm not even sure that it would work. But I think it would be. Hey, but if a state to wants really to do it, it like, listen,
1: I, I'm all I'm for all it, for, for it. it. Yeah, if the state wants to try it, I'm not for federal it like the the, the the federal government instituting it upon every state. But if a state wants to try it, sure. I mean, I think it's good to try things like that. It's good to test things out. You know, it gives every other state a better idea of what that's going to be like anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and to go off of your point too, it, and like what we were just saying about personal agency, if your state's going into it and you see that it's going to hurt you, well, then you have the ability to leave that state. You don't have to live in that state. When it's federal, you got no, you had no fucking
1: choice. <laughs> just like everyone's choosing to leave California and New York right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. It,
0: my, my only issue is like what Joe Rogan has been thinking, he's been saying it so often is like, I hope they don't go to these Republican states and then vote the same way. That's where it's right. going to be detrimental
1: yeah it's crazy i mean you're already seeing places like texas where you know it used to be a hard red state and now look at it it's 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 becoming a lot more purple yeah yeah and i mean florida is very close florida's we were very close to having a governor
0: yeah yeah um that's very true but since that point you guys have actually turned more red like you guys were in 2016 uh if you look at the, so that, the was 20, that was that was
1: 2018 in 2018, Gillum won. I mean, Gillum lost by like half a half point. Like not, it was it two was years really after close. Trump's election. But if you look at what this won, yeah,
0: yeah. But if you look at what Trump got uh, vote wise in 2016 versus 2020,
1: he was significantly more. Yeah, I know that he gained a lot of the Latino vote in Florida. Yeah, shout out Jorge Masvidal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, being living in Miami and and seeing Miami, it's crazy just how many Trump supporters you see Latin, Latin Trump supporters you see in Miami. It's, no, like, it's yeah, because most of them
0: come from Cuban, Cuba.
1: Yeah, they're all Cuban, Venezuela. All the Cubans and Venezuelans are all conservative because they come from a place where where there was you know communism, socialism, and not. That, I, I'm not one of those people that's in a that says oh all Democrats are socialists. It's not true, but yeah, they're trending. They're trending that way, you they know. Are. Especially with the younger generation, as you said, the squad—they're you know, they're trending towards that direction of government control of, of industries, which is socialism. Um, as of right now, you know cons- the, the Democrats are not socialist, but you know seeing the, that seed—you know, I, in my opinion—seeing that the, the young, younger Democrats supporting this is what drove a lot of those uh, Hispanic people to, to vote red.
0: Uh, yeah. I a hundred percent agree. Um, you know, I hope this hasn't sounded like it's been super one-sided probably has, but I do think, I I do think, um, most to blame for, as I've said before, is, is the media is, uh, is our politicians. I think we, as Americans need to get our head out of our asses. I do think we need a, a change in the guard. I do think we need to start voting in younger congressmen and women. Um, I, I just think it has to be done. Um, I think there needs to be a breath of fresh air. Um, and, you know, like, I, I'm going to mispronounce his last name, but, you know, like, look, I really disagree with everything AOC does, but she's a new face, and it's a new breath of fresh air. If we can get some more younger conservatives in there who can combat with her, um, you know, I, I think it would be great for the all, too.
1: Who was the guy um, in Michigan who got voted in? Is it Michigan, the, it was,
0: you're talking about the handicapped kid?
1: Yeah, who was that?
0: <laughs> I don't mean, this. Like I don't know his name. It was the only thing I can remember, but I think he's <laughs> like a military guy too. I think, which makes me feel like even more of a dick. But um,
1: well, and it sucks to see. Uh, you know that I'm a huge Tulsi Gabbard fan. Yeah, um, it sucks to see she she's exiting out of, of Congress now. Hopefully, she's she's uh, gonna run for something for else soon. now because she's one of the only few like moderate. Democrats outspoken I should say outspoken modern Democrats I'm sure some of them are moderate but they don't they don't stand up to to the other side so uh we'll we'll see we'll see what happens I'm hoping that she gets her way back into politics somehow
0: yeah I I hope I really do um I I do think uh, you know Democrats need to start getting some more young blood in there too as well I think conservatives especially conservatives have so many old conservatives now um not that the democrats don't but you're starting to see the democrats are actually getting pretty good at flushing in some new blood right now and i think uh you know i think i think i think you know what dan crenshaw is doing i think he's trying to do that in texas i think he's trying to get some younger you know newer politicians in de- in texas which is smart and he needs to do that um i've always said look i don't think i don't think um <laughs> um i don't think that uh You know, we are with our backs against the wall and that tomorrow is about to be a bleak day. Um, I say this and I I say this only because he's an ex Navy SEAL, but I'm not going to freak out until I see Dan Crenshaw freak out. I think I think he's on alert, Um, but I don't you know, he's not he's not sounding the red alarm. I don't think we need to. Um, I do think that there needs to be some major changes in our in our way of thinking, not just Republican, but just as people in, in the country as well um i think that's really the only thing that can kind of bring us back together and it's pretty for me it feels like a desperate call like on my side it feels like a pretty desperate call for like hey we need to stop thinking with just like emotions and we need to start all of us need to start thinking together and what can we do to make each other better how can we meet in the middle that's the key one key words there how can we meet i agree
1: and and as you said personally I'm concerned about some of the policies that might be enacted under a mm-hmm. government that's controlled completely by one party. Yeah. But is, is this gonna? Does this mean that our country is over? Does this mean that, you know, we're gonna go full socialist? Absolutely not. You know, there's no reason to to riot in the streets at, at this moment. As you said, we have we have people in Congress who are there who to expose stuff like this. You know, we, there are still as of right now, there are still systems with checks and balances that could overcome any any larger issues. So me personally, I am concerned, which is why I divested uh, money out of the stock market. But do I think that we're going to go so far down the tube as a country? No, I think we're still going to be the greatest country in the world. What'd you dial back kid? to? I mainly sold, I had money in
0: I mean, like, out of like, if you would you dial back from like from one hundred percent of your money into stocks to like twenty percent, or would you do?
1: I'll say that I the amount of money I had in the stock market just it was cut in half. I put it all into a savings account, um, high interest savings account. Just no, no, I, I don't it think was that's a bad idea. Yeah, you know, and I, and and I don't think that's necessarily only because of the election results. Uh, you know it. I think right now our economy is propped up a lot. You know, I don't understand how we've been shut down or partially shut down for so long, but yet our S&P is, and and the Dow Jones is the highest it's ever been. Well, and the it's loans breaking records. Been, I think the loans yeah, and of were course. paying a
0: lot of stuff. Um, you also yeah. had you, you also had a lot of, I mean, if you kind of look at some of the companies, you look at which one, like go look at any of the gas ones. They've been killed. Uh, go look at, you um, even sure. some tech industries, like basic ones, like Oracle, hasn't really been doing much. Like they've been kind of just mm-hmm. floating along. Um, you see, some tech companies are doing great, but then it's like, like a great one that I have is Amazon. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been it's been great, but that's because Amazon has been able is able to bring Amazon's whole thing is being able to bring you your life to your front door. So it right. it only makes sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. Why they're doing? Well, I didn't okay.
1: take all I didn't take all my money out, but I took all, a lot of my money out. Just because I don't, I don't think feel it's like wrong. it's going to keep going up. I, don't My, think it's gonna I was going to ask you is
0: what I was going to ask you is what's your thought on like Bitcoin and the electronic money and stuff like that. Do you know enough about it or not really? Uh, to
1: be honest, it's not something that I have really spent too much time. Neither have I.
0: I was hoping, I was literally asking, hoping you maybe have looked up a little bit. Cause I literally, all I, I know it has to do with, like, blockchain. I understand that
1: on a very surface level, I know I understand the concept it's, you know, bitcoins, uh, there's a, only a limited amount of bitcoins mm-hmm. and in order to mine what they call mine bitcoins, you have to have a supercomputer and that's what gives them their value along with us perceiving them to have value. So this limited quantity and also us perceiving them to have value. Um, it's interesting to see that you know companies and, and uh, you know, online sites are actually taking bitcoin as, as, a, as a commodity now. So I think it has a, it has a future. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be Bitcoin, but some sort of e-currency is going to have a future in in the way yeah. we live. Uh, and and as the, the dollar, the, the, the price of the dollar or the, the value of a dollar decreases, the, the value of Bitcoin increases. That's just how the trends have been. Um, you know, if you buy low, sell high, you'll make money. Yeah. That's all I got.
0: Yeah, I I just knew nothing about it. Like, I really don't understand it because, like, what confuses me is like I see it on like the Robinhood app, and it'll be like, I think right now it's like twenty six thousand or something like that, and it's like, I don't understand how how that's a, a something that's even available to most people, other than like you have to like, because not a lot of people have twenty five thousand to buy a fucking bitcoin. You know
1: what I mean? Right. Well, you could buy a partial bitcoin. You don't have to buy a whole bitcoin.
0: Oh, you can buy like five, like yeah, five hundred yeah. worth of Bitcoin or something.
1: Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess. you don't have to. You could buy like parts of Bitcoins. Like so it's not like a yeah. stock
0: where you like you see their stock price. That's just where you don't have to actually pay twenty five thousand. You could pay like a twenty dollars for a. Bitcoin. Well,
1: you could also there, you could also buy parts of stocks now. They, they have that as well. You don't have Interesting. to pay. Yeah, they have that also. So you could pay for a fractional share. I think it's called, and you could buy like half of the Apple stock or a quarter of Apple stock wow. if you don't have the whole money. So that, that, that is opening up the market to, you know, more people who have less money to invest in the market. I think I implore everyone to go out and download. Obviously maybe Robinhood might not be the best app right now. If you've seen what's going on with the news, I use it. What happened? Um, you know,
0: Cause I, well, I they, had... they,
1: they were sued and, uh, and they lost a case. Not, it was like, uh, I didn't read all the entire article about it, but I know that that they were charged with making stock trading more like a game. And they were, in some way, I don't know the specifics of it, but in some way they were incentivizing people to make trades that would make them money, like Robinhood money and not people money. That's not how I use it. If you use it on your own, don't listen to anything they say and and just think of it as actually stock trading. I think it's good. But um, the other issues that have come along is that um, at certain times and during market variability, like the trading will stop Like, and they've had halts on trading, which doesn't usually happen. Is not supposed to happen. Um, but there's some issues with it. I don't think it's that bad, uh, but there's also uh, other sites that you could look into uh, a really good one. Charles Schwab. Um, it's completely, you, you really need free to have, trades.
0: You need, I, I know this the hard way. You need to have decent credit to get on Charles Schwab. <laughs>
1: Oh, really? <laughs> if your credit
0: dips at all, they'll kick you out and they won't let you invest anymore because they would see oh. you as a liability.
1: It well, Weevil.
0: Weevil yeah. is um, one. Is it probably like Acorns one, I think? Is one.
1: Acorns, yeah. Hey, four free stocks on Weevil if you download. Know I don't have my plug. I wish I had my plug. <laughs>
0: um, well, hey, um, I want to end on one uh, one last note. We've been going for probably like an hour and a half now. I don't want to keep you much longer. Um. But I want to end on at least somewhat of an interesting note. So I want to bring back something that I, when I first started doing the show, um, I'm going to end this with like a would you rather. Uh, so would you rather die by fire or zombie attack?
1: Jeez. Well,
0: <laughs> so not only from the dart, but we can kind of make it kind of funny.
1: I'm going to go ahead and say by fire and I'll give you my, the reasoning it's because think about it like this, if you're dying by a zombie attack, that means like the apocalypse is fucking coming and your whole family, all your friends, they're probably all going to become zombies too. Yeah. And if I die from fire, I mean, I don't know. It's more ambiguous. Like maybe I just let myself on fire. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe they, they found me to be a witch and they let me on this. St- <laughs> let me up like a, like a witch on a stake. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um uh, wow. Okay, so you went way opposite of my thinking. Um my thinking was strictly pain. Um I definitely think dying by fire has got to be one of the worst ways to go. Um I, I can't think of anything more excruciating.
1: Is is, but, but I thought that like your pain receptors like gets get burned off like pretty fast.
0: I th- think there's a lot of burn victims who would say otherwise. <laughs> to be honest i guess good point good point um i i would definitely say that uh to me it's got to be one of the most excruciating um however having my innards pulled out while i'm probably still alive i can't imagine unless (laughs) i'm going into shock i can't imagine is any picnic either so that's kind of why i picked it um because i felt like both are because at least like if a lion attacks you, like there's a very good chance he's breaking your neck and you're not feeling anything after like twenty se- after like five seconds. A Zombie, you got like you got like three or four minutes of not a lot of fun that you're looking forward to. Um, I definitely think I probably would go.
1: It's a tough one for you.
0: Fuck yeah. I think I would go, I think I would go fire because I think it would, oh, I think it would be over quicker. I, as painful as it might be, I think it would be over quicker. Maybe. If it's not, then I change my answer. <laughs> I change my answer to zombie. Um, but yeah. Well, hey, man. Um, thanks for coming on. Um,
1: I, I have one last thing I want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you, if you actually listen to this whole thing and, and me and Kyle talk back and forth about nonsense for this time, and, and if you got offended, grow a pair.
0: Yeah. You're, you're part of the problem. You're part of the problem. If yeah. you get offended, if you get offended, you're part of the problem. This is, this is, I would say, I I think we both made it very clear that we are not happy with either side. Um, And I think that our biggest thing is that we were calling for that we all need to start calming down a little bit. So if you're offended, calm the fuck down. That's all I got to say.
1: Yeah. Thanks thanks for having me on, Kyle.
0: Dude, yeah. No problem. I I really enjoyed this. I was, I won't lie, I was a little nervous. uh, Mainly just because I didn't, you know, I I don't want to sound like an idiot to people. Like, I wanted to make sure I was, you know, I knew what the fuck I was saying. Um, and I know I can get a We're bit not professionals, routine. like no one yeah.
1: this to be, I feel like.
0: Yeah. And I, I, know I can get a bit ranty at times, but, um, you know, I, I enjoyed this, um, all, as always love having just philosophical talks with, with you. Um, one of my, one of my joys in life, I would say, um, <laughs> you know, um, I would love to have you on again soon. I know, I know you're a busy man. Um, and, uh, whatever. Yeah, we'll, we'll get something out oh, of the
1: books. Thankfully, dude, I have my basketball league starting back up pretty soon down here. You're wearing masks. Oh, a basketball league. <laughs> no, no, Playing uh, and wearing uh, masks. As far as I know, hopefully I do masks, but <laughs> there is a basketball league starting up. It's not the normal one I, we do, but it starts on... It's going to be on Sunday. starting the 24th. So I'm pumped. Um, that,
0: that's awesome. I haven't played sports yeah, in it, so long. I'm kind of nervous to get back out. And
1: do well, I've been playing anyway. I mean, in Florida, dude, like... The, the parks are open. I've been playing in the park. You know, here I'm convinced and now. I'm immune. I'm convinced I'm immune at this point. Like,
0: <laughs> I definitely had it. Um, I definitely got it. Um, you know, it wasn't. Oh yeah, I was. I was
1: with you. Yeah. I was with you, and then and then you got it. Good like chance the you week. gave it to me, and you were asymptomatic. How? I mean, I never had any symptoms. I would have given that's it to my some, parents, my brother, is. my but, girlfriend. But, but that's what asympt- How do, No one else around me got it. Maybe
0: it's a Ashkenazi uh, Jew that, um, what is it, the <laughs> K-Pax? sax <laughs>
1: <Or K-fax>, yeah. <laughs> K-fax maybe, it's, blocks it. jeans, so, <laughs> it's a blocker yeah. for COVID.
0: I, I, <laughs> by <laughs> oh, way. oh, by the way, guess what? Uh, I found out so, a very small portion, but my mom is actually like 1.2% Ashkenazi Jewish. She did her 23andMe. Oh, wow. um, Sweet. Yeah, she because she wanted Sweet. to know, because she, I, I don't think you've seen a picture of my mom, but anybody who does know, my mom's, uh, my mom is Spanish, right? not white. Spanish? Yeah, she's not white. Yeah, she's, um, so we were trying to figure out, like, if, what was she was more of, if she was more Mexican or, like, Spanish-Iberian. Uh, turns out she's a lot of, italian and iberian and native american but like native american but like aztec native american like by way of mexico oh Uh, wow and then the one that surprised me is she's like five percent west african i was like wow okay wait so so so
1: kyle is the most important question what percent victim are you (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> i think you know it's actually funny is you know how i think i got into usf i i applied as a latino <laughs>
1: <That's> oh wow <laughs> how, that's how i'm
0: pretty sure i got into usf um oh, i mean you can come after me all you want technically i am my my mom I don't is you. I my it. mom is mexican um and uh yeah so that's what i applied as um but yeah, no, it was. I, I would say I'm like 12% victim. So 88% <laughs> of it is, you know, I, I've had 88% of my life handed to me. So, oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, sorry, man. That's not enough.
0: Uh, yeah, whatever. Got to do what I got to uh, do.
1: You, are you, did you talk to Cody? Are you going to his oh, theater party? I,
0: uh, no, I actually meant to reply in that group chat. I saw it going off and I was like, all right, well, I'm not. It, i'm like it's getting a little fratty for me so i
1: i just muted it but um oh yeah i i don't i don't like those group <laughs> chats but <laughs> yeah. i'm i'm excited about it
0: um i don't think i'm going to because i'll have i think cody asked me about it because um, it's in are you about his. yeah are you talking about his engagement party or his bachelor party
1: well I don't know of any plans for a bachelor party yet. Okay,
0: so that's what I was wondering because I was like, I, if it's just an engagement party, I'm not going to make it a priority to get out there, especially because I'll have just, and
1: I'll have just moved to Texas. Like I'll and it's like it's like Jen at Jen's parents' place, like Jen's family.
0: Yeah, and um, I'm gonna make it a a stop. Like I was gonna stop and see Cody in Midland when we're driving out to
1: Dallas. Oh yeah, so. you can always do that now. Now that you're moving to Texas. Yeah, you're right there.
0: But you know what? I, I, easily for me to come back to Florida too. I'll be able to see people so much no, so much more now, which makes I'm this a big reason why I'm happy to move to Dallas. So,
1: what about the family? Are they staying in Cali?
0: My dad's kind of stuck there because he's an attorney, so he's
1: okay. Yeah, yeah. That's the bar somewhere else. That's yeah.
0: Well, his just his whole practice that he's built up for twenty years is you know
1: is all yeah, all you there until yeah, he's absolutely. ready to sell.
0: Yeah, what I, what I told him is I was like, I don't know why you just don't get like a small apartment somewhere and rent that out on a monthly basis. And I'm like, and then you can just travel back to California whenever you have to get, I was like, because what do you do? Like, maybe a month total out of the year, you're in court. And I was like, and now given everything, I'm like, you're probably doing everything through zoom. I don't see the benefit, you know, but he, he he's a stubborn one, which I wonder where <laughs> I get it from. Uh, but Yeah. Well, hey man, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm very thankful for the time that you gave me. So I don't want to, I don't want to go past my God. bounds. But um, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on, and uh, I hope to see you soon, brother.
1: See you soon, bro. All right,
0: take it easy, man. Bye.